again, fans. We are very happy to be back with you here on the CIAC cast. Thank you for joining us. As I've suggested a little earlier in the summer, our schedule will be a little less regular during these summer months, but we will try to at least have a new episode up for you every other week. So after this lengthy break, we are happy to be back with you. I'm Joel Cookson, and thank you for being with us in what is a one-guest CIAC cast this week, but we are very thrilled to have with us uh, John Holt from WF, WSFB Channel 3 talking about a documentary he has been working on along with some general coverage of high school sports. So we're very happy to have him with us. We'll be coming up in just a little bit. But first, here on the CIC cast, we take a look at things you might have missed. This, of course, our regular require one recurring feature, along with me saying um a little bit too much on the podcast, where we recap some of the recent things featured on CIACsports.com that folks might have missed since we've had an episode of the podcast. And having been nearly a month since we last posted a CIAC cast, there has been quite a bit of activity on the CIAC website. Begin with a fun summer feature that we hope folks are checking out. We've been highlighting the best moments from the 2012-13 championships that are available on the CIAC network. We're calling that the best of the CIAC network. We've had two posts thus far highlighting some of those great moments from championship events, and once they have all been featured on the website, we will be opening it up to a vote. So we hope people check that out and get involved both on Facebook and Twitter, letting us know their thoughts and suggestions for events maybe still to come that we haven't covered yet, and then be sure to join us at the end to uh, let your opinions be known through the voting as to what should be the best moment of the year on the CIAC network. Did a first post in another new feature uh, on the CIAC website called Inside the CIAC, where we highlight some of the inner workings of the CIAC offices for folks who might not be too familiar with that. And we've done a little bit of that here on the CIAC cast as well. But that first post discusses some of the things going on and the CIAC offices during the summer. What's thought of as a pretty slow time in the world of high school athletics and activities, but do have a few things happening in the summer months and uh, encourage folks to check that out and read up a little bit on what goes on at the CIAC offices during July and August. Among those are um, various workshops being held for CIAC members, and one of those is a two-day event on August 15th and 16th for school administrators and coaches on how to have a successful athletics programs. That information on that can be found on CIACsports.com as well in a separate post. Uh, Some other logistics posts that have been posted on the website as well, including some NFHS rule changes in softball and track and field, along with a post on the updated CIAC handbook, which has just been posted. That's updated every year, as well as changes to fall tournament packets that are also now posted on the CIAC websites. You can get all the updated information along with schedules as well for the fall season. Just about everything is up and running for the fall. And then finally, today is actually the last day of registration, but there is a post regarding a symposium the CIAC is involved with for health issues for women in sports. The uh, event is being sponsored by Aetna and is held in conjunction with the New Haven Tennis Open, and it's really an exciting and beneficial event for female athletes and coaches and administrators, so encourage folks 
to check that out. Again, registration ends today, and there is a there is a registration cap, so you may want to. Uh, may by the time you hear this, may actually be filled up, but you can certainly look for the registration link if you haven't had a chance yet. There is a separate post on that as well, and encourage folks to uh, see if they can squeeze into that event. It's really a, an excellent event. This is the second year that they've put that on at the New Haven Open, and really some great speakers and great things brought to the table for women in sports. So. Those are some of the things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. I encourage you to keep checking us out during the summer. We will still be posting new stories, new information, all sorts of things on the website during the summer months as we start gearing up towards the fall season, which will be on us before you know it. So we'll now move along, having wrapped up the things you might have missed, move along to our guest for this week. You know him from your television sets on Channel 3, covering all manager manner of sports, including high school sports uh, for Channel 3, and we're very happy to have him now with us on the CIAC cast. I'm very happy now to be joined by John Holt of WSFB Sports, the uh, very well-known fellow there for folks who uh, who cover high school sports or who follow high school sports, I should say, in the state. John, thanks for being with us today. Joel, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. So, obviously, uh, folks know you for uh, covering a wide variety of sports across the state, but certainly a, a big proponent of, of high school athletics. And one thing we wanted to talk to you about today, you've been working on a documentary uh, following the Hill House girls basketball team and sort of wanted to, to start off by just asking, what can you tell us about the status of that project? Where can fans learn about it? And when are they going to get a chance to, uh, to see the whole, uh, the whole project here coming up on WFSB? Sure, um, I'm happy to do that. Um, it, it's certainly one of the things that I've taken most pride in uh, professionally, having been at it for about 20 years in, in local television, the opportunity to, in documentary form, uh, share a story to me that's very compelling. And at the moment, it, we're still tweaking it, but it, it's, it's about 55 minutes in length. Oh, great. And um, it, it appears that it'll, it'll, air, it'll make its broadcast debut on WFSB Channel 3 here in Connecticut, it's part of our back-to-school uh, push in coverage, so okay. potentially late August, uh, anytime through early, mid-September, and when I have more information about that, I'll certainly promote that through Channel 3, but in the meantime, if people want to sample a trailer that we've, we've cut for the film, and in fact, this week we just posted one of the scenes, uh, there's 10 scenes in the, in the film, one of the scenes is available. We have a YouTube channel um, that's picking up some steam, and that is simply no spaces house family 2013 house family is the name of the documentary uh regarding uh, the hill house girls basketball team and then the year 2013 house family 2013 and there's also a, a facebook page under the same name great and, and uh encourage people to check that out i've, I've watched the trailer several times and i think it will get uh will get fans excited to to check out the project what about this particular story you said this is something that you know you're very proud of uh of doing it with all of your years sort of covering sports. What about this particular story interested you enough to kind of want to expand it into a documentary rather than just, you know, maybe a typical feature that you might do uh, as part of your broadcast? Well, even like a, uh, with a small state, rather, like Connecticut, I, I consistently run into what I feel are very compelling human interest stories across sure. the state, all, all different sports, not just the, the main sports, uh, with female athletes and male athletes and coaches and back in 2009, I had read an article in the Hartford Current by Lori Riley, who does a terrific job covering uh, the local sports scene. Yes. And it was detailing the challenges 
um, facing Katrina Harley Stewart, who is the woman who is the head coach of the Hill House girls basketball team, which is a, a public school, one of the main schools, well-known school in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I followed up that uh, with my own version of that story, a television story um, on, on Katrina's situation. And in a nutshell, Katrina is a young woman, former West Haven high school star, nominated as a high school All-American back in the day in, in basketball that went on to play at Providence College in the Big East, returned home um, to, to work in New Haven as, as the basketball coach at Hill House, and ultimately um, was raising three children almost overnight upon the death of her older sister, Kendra, yeah. who died in a suspicious house fire. So overnight, uh, Katrina, who was a young person with all these hopes for her career and her personal life, became a mother, and mm-hmm. along with her, her own mother, Dorothea, they raised three children um, in addition to being the coach at Hill House. And, and she's a mother figure to so many, whether it's her athletes or now her, her uh, two uh, nephews and her niece. And she is just a remarkable person. So I went yeah. out and did a, a Channel 3 story on Katrina. And, and, and then that was the first of three straight state championships that Hill House would win that season. Uh, they won two more. And then they were on the verge of winning a fourth state championship come the 2011-2012 school year, led by a, a, a player who's now at, and a student who's now at West Virginia uh, University, Bria Holmes, who was one of the top 30 players in the country, yeah. who, was, who was being recruited by, by UConn at one point. So you had Katrina's personal story, Hillhouse quest for a fourth straight state championship, and then all these other factors that an inner city girls high school basketball team uh, was dealing with um, in terms of rising above, above the violence in New Haven, uh, homicides in New Haven that were connected to the team, yeah. And then also a very dynamic principal down at uh, uh, Hill House High School that, that people may have read about. He's, he's, he's consistently in the news because he's an advocate for his kids, and yeah. he's, he's done some controversial things. He's Now, in fact, he's running for mayor of New Haven. His name is Kermit Carolina. So you throw all those elements together, and you have the potential for a very compelling story that, that merited more time than, say, a five-minute news piece. And yeah. that's why I've decided to give it nearly an hour in documentary form. Great. Yeah, certainly a lot of, uh, just in the background, uh, a lot of great stories to tell and, and sort of don't want to have you, uh, you know, give away anything here. But uh, were there anything that, you know, in the in the course of the filming or in, you know, putting it together in, in post-production or anything sort of compelling or, or particularly noteworthy that really jumped out at you at the filming or, or anything that you were sort of surprised by when you were working on this project? Well, it was eye-opening for me, and I'm going to be quite frank about this because I'm I'm an outsider. I, yeah. I, I live a different life than than these kids and, and some of these coaches, and that I'm from a, a suburban community and, and a different existence. I didn't go to an inner-city high school. Um, I'm a Caucasian rather than an African American, so there are issues and challenges facing these young people, uh, whether it's regards in regards to the city they're in or some of the issues of race that, that are constantly a factor in their life, uh, whether, mm-hmm. whether openly stated or not. Um, so it, in that regard, with Katrina letting me into the teen's world, it was eye-opening for me to see, to see what some of the kids were dealing with, and, and very inspiring in many ways as well, uh, to see the challenges that they faced and, and the successes that they continued to have, and, and uh, the fine line between being on the right path coming out of New Haven and realizing lifelong success and, and perhaps not realizing that success because the line is so fine. And um, the opportunity to get to know some of the athletes more closely and follow their stories that are still evolving, um, you know, 
some of the athletes that have gone on to college to play basketball, others, they're, they're question marks at the moment. So yeah. I think almost at every turn there was something interesting. And in the film there's a key injury to one of the players that impacts the storyline. Uh, then the epilogue of the story, really what happens uh, after their final game that it's featured in the film, I think is very compelling. Uh, there's, uh, including, as I said, Kermit Carolina, uh, now running for mayor in the city of New Haven uh, as the Hill House principal, and and what has happened to Bria Holmes, and uh, what happened to the player who got injured, and then uh, I'll leave it at this. But the, the team that Hill House ultimately uh, runs up against in the state tournament becomes a very compelling storyline because of what has happened, what happened to that team, and what has happened to that town since that day. So sure. there, there, there's a lot that goes on in, in 55 <laughs> minutes, and I think it's fast moving and compelling and. My hope, and I've had this expressed to me by a few people that had a chance to, to look at the film, that by the end, people people care about the characters. They, they're they rooting for the characters to succeed. And, and of course, these, these when I say characters, these are real-life people. <laughs> right. And, and that's the biggest compliment I think someone can pay to a, a filmmaker, uh, that they feel they feel attached to the characters. Yeah, and that, you know, there certainly is some value, as you say, from, you know, folks who this isn't their experience, um, you know, that, that maybe have very different experiences from mm-hmm. high school or, you know, for, for stu- students who are currently in school or, or for parents to sort of get a glimpse at this world that's uh, maybe a little different from their own. Um, I know that you've uh, you've screened the project at Hill House, um, you know, already before it does air uh, on Channel Three. What was the reaction you uh, received following the following that that the folks at Hill House were able to see it? Ah, uh, the reaction was terrific. We did we did that back on May. We had a special event right at the, right in the cafeteria and the, with the uh, the film screen, the audio visual screen um, they have, and and, and the. The reaction was special to me because I, I get to watch it sort of from the side and to yeah. see people um, see you know they had lived this many of them and it was the families and the parents and uh, it was almost overwhelming to get the reaction. Now of course you know the litmus, litmus test is will it be compelling? Will it prove compelling to people outside the immediate Hillhouse community, uh, meaning that the state of Connecticut or, or even beyond that? Will people be able to? find it interesting and worthy of their attention, and, and I certainly hope so. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would hope that that would be the case, too. And as you said, just getting a, a glimpse of that, uh, a little bit different experience that these folks have. And uh, the anytime, as we, we like to say, we, we feel that the, the stories in high school sports are certainly compelling enough to uh, to, to warrant some attention. And uh, so sort of speaking of that, we'll go talk a, a little bit more generally here with you. Um, you've obviously, you cover, as we said, all sorts of things for uh, for Channel 3, but you do are a, a great advocate of high school sports. So just sort of wanted to ask you, what is it, you know, kind of about covering high school sports in particular that you find so interesting and, and uh, has, has kind of led you to, to sort of champion that, uh, that coverage a little bit? What is it about the high school sports in particular that, that really uh, catches your eye? Well, I've, I've had a chance to cover a number of different things, and, you know, always having been in New England professionally since uh, graduating college, and I find the high school be rewarding because there's still a level of, of innocence and enthusiasm that you don't necessarily encounter all the time at the professionals. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I've traveled the home and away to cover the Patriots for, for two years, and, uh, you know, again, it was me and maybe 10 other camera crews, and you're, you're craning your arm to get your microphone in there to squeeze a sound bite out from an athlete who may not be particularly interested in 
talking with you to begin with. Right. And and and, and uh, while there's a certain adrenaline rush to being at a, a pro sporting event, um, it's also to me becomes tiresome and 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 hard really to put your stamp on something that's distinctive. Yeah. So it's it's you and the horde, but. Um, the high school uh, scene in Connecticut, which is very vibrant in terms of the, the press coverage, uh, yes. uh, but nonetheless still still um, open for growth and there's room for growth. I've just found the response from the coaches and the athletes to be terrific. And you have to remember in this day and age, um, kids are growing up expecting to see themselves on quote unquote television, even if that means, you know, the internet or, or YouTube, it's the YouTube sure. generation. So yeah. the expectation that, that, that their games be featured, uh, whether it's a, a streaming on the CIAC site or uh, on a YouTube page, um, that's the expectation. So yeah. at channel three, we, we have really run with that knowing that uh, if you want to see professional highlights or even regional collegiate highlights, you can you can get those on ESPN. You can get them on your your smartphone uh, minutes after the game is over. Right. We're trying to give the audience something that um, that that appeals to them because it's their towns and their schools and, and their kids, um, but is not available nationally. And uh, people have really responded to that. And it's it's just a thrill to to rush around the state on a Friday night. And, and myself and my colleague Joe Zone, we we do a lot of our own camera work these days. So we're driving around site to site, uh, squeezing highlights from all different events and coming back and putting it together for for 11:15. And the response has been great. I think Channel Three's gained a reputation for that. And it also allows me, getting back to my original point, the access to tell what I hope are some very compelling feature stories in terms of access and, and time you can spend with an athlete or a coach and perhaps put a wireless microphone on them or in football season we regularly get locker room access to capture the the pregame speech from a coach which is typically very emotional and heartfelt and yeah. it makes for good television and I, I think it helps our station uh, develop a reputation and the public has responded. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly is uh, is compelling stuff. And, you know, you mentioned, obviously, one of those stories that, that grabbed your attention was the one of, uh, you know, Hill House and their, and their coach and their sort of family. Um, you know, in all the time, obviously, you've spent a lot of time covering all these events. Are there any other sort of particular moments or players or stories that really stand out to you as you sort of think back on uh, on some of the coverage you've provided uh, over the years? Well, there are uh, there are a number of ones. I'm always inspired uh, by these athletes that I meet, and it's uh, when when we pitch or approach coaches on mm-hmm. um, looking for feature stories. That what I always say is that this doesn't have to be your star player or athlete. In fact, yeah. we're more interested in in the human interest angles. Uh, a young athlete that's doing something special in their community, in addition to sports, uh, say someone who's also an accomplished musician. Uh, in addition to juggling their sport, um, someone who has, has overcome some physical challenge to return uh, to compete, that those to me tend to be the most the me- most memorable stories, um, yeah. and the viewers seem to respond to that the most. And um, that's not to say there aren't some unbelievable moments that just have <laughs> me captivated, like yeah. Maria Wesley hitting the, the buzzer-beating shot for, for for Mercy to win the the championship uh, this past year at Mohegan Sun. I mean that. Yeah. That has got to rank as, as the sports moment of the year across any sport in Connecticut, I would think, in, in 2013 to date. Um, so there are just some real genuine amateur sports moments that are very special, some coaches and athletic directors that put in countless hours uh, that speak to their character. 
And I, I'm always impressed when I walk away because there's nothing, it's not written anywhere that a 15, 16, 17-year-old young person has to be articulate right. on, 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 in an interview situation or on camera. In fact, I wasn't very articulate probably at that <laughs> age if I remember. So when I, when I speak with an athlete, who's very articulate and engaging in an interview, and I know they have such a bright future, makes you feel good and makes you think about, boy, I hope my daughters can emulate this young lady with the, with the, way, the, the way they are. And uh, so it's, this, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, sure. A little outside the CIAC realm, this was a couple of years ago, I, I was introduced to a group of young people who had certainly had their issues and their challenges, um, but they left an impression with me. It's a, a group of young men in Middletown mm-hmm. at the Connecticut Juvenile Training School, which essentially is a juvenile prison for, for repeat male offenders, uh, mm-hmm. teenage male offenders that have had issues with the law in Connecticut. And what they have at that school now going into its, I believe it'll be its fourth season this fall, uh, under the guidance of a, a great gentleman who's the phys ed teacher there, Tom Filippo, is a football team at the Connecticut Juvenile Training School. They have their own football team, huh. and, and it's all home games. They don't, they don't play an away game because these kids are in a secure prison, a facility, and they're, yeah. they're hopeful to play in a, a road game as the, as the program evolves. But teams have to come in from the outside, and the, the year I was there, was the, it was a junior varsity team from Rocky Hill High School that came to Middletown. I know Xavier has sent some of its uh, you know, programs, sub-varsity yeah. programs, to come and play. But you see kids that are seeing, using football as an outlet, and it's a reward as they try to get their life back on track with the challenges they've faced. And many of these people go back into their community, and they've played for the, the varsity squad in their local town and city, and, and they're, trying to, they're trying to go on to college and, and sort of reset their life. So that story was very inspiring. It's a story called Football Behind the Fence because uh, even fans and family had to stay outside the fence to watch right. the game. It was very different than a typical high school football game, but but that one stuck with me. And there's there's so many. I, I feel like we could do a half hour <laughs> show every week with all, all the great feature stories from every corner of the state when it comes to high school sports. Yeah, no, there's no question. There's uh, that's and that's certainly something that we're hoping to uh, to be a part of as well is telling all those great stories. And as you say, it's you know I'm always blown away when I when I talk with some of these kids as as folks can can. Uh, can point out I'm still working on being articulate on this podcast. So uh, for, for 16 year old kids who are able to uh, express themselves oh, yeah, so it's, well, it's, it's, it's remarkable. And w- w- one of the things we like to, you know, we do, we put, we have a big focus on high school football in the fall, but mm-hmm. we take a lot of pride come championship weekend for field hockey and soccer to be, to be very much part of that coverage. And then the winter and the spring, we hit every, every sport for our high school 1115 Friday show from, girls gymnastics in, in, in the winter uh, to obviously lacrosse in the spring and baseball and softball and, and basketball and ice hockey in the winter. We hit them all and, I, I, and, and uh, you know, putting, celebrating uh, boys and girls on television. And it's particularly great with girls with, you know, the anniversary of, of Title IX and it's, it's been 40 years and the progress that young women have made. And uh, that's one thing I'll, I'll mention this before uh, I wrap up the answer, but one thing we take great pride in at Channel 3 is when you, when you couple the coverage we do of the UConn women along with the Connecticut Sun, a professional team, mm-hmm. and then all the female high school sports that we cover at Channel 3, from, from soccer to basketball to softball and beyond, I feel, and it sounds like quite a boast, but I feel that Channel 3, the CBS affiliate here in Connecticut, puts more female athletes on television than any affiliate, any local affiliate in the country. 
because we you know we have the unique situation of a women's basketball program we cover intensely yeah. in UConn and then the WNBA then the high school and I think that's just great as a father of two daughters <laughs> to have these young women on equally as we do male athletes it, it's it's a good feeling yeah absolutely and uh, you know that's I we think something we're sort of always try to stress is you know that the, the 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 kids playing field hockey and and girls volleyball they're just as committed as those uh, you know on the football fields and uh, and on baseball and basketball so we'll 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 get you out of here on this question we appreciate you uh, taking some time to to chat with us know you're very busy here but do you think there's sort of any you know kind of overarching sort of message or or you know sort of opinion or not necessarily opinion but just sort of feeling that you're trying to pass along or share with viewers either with your sort of regular coverage of high school sports or with something like this you know this hill house documentary that you're working on sort of an overarching theme maybe uh that that you're sort of trying to share or get across well um i think some people and and rightfully so have have, we all at times have been turned off by some of the things we're seeing in professional sports and even collegiate sports so Mm -hmm. when you're looking for the purity of, of competition. I, I think at this point, your best bet is, is high school sports. What's what's going on at an amateur level. And again, the coaches and, and the volunteers that are putting in countless hours to give the kids a great experience and, and to focus and put the spotlight on that and give it the big time treatment, especially on our Friday night shows. I think it's well-deserved and, and well-earned and, uh, you know, we're, we're proud that we can do it. And there are so many wonderful lessons that, sports can can teach and, and communities can provide a stage for and we see that regularly and of course we've seen that um you know amongst tragedy in, in the last last year uh yeah some of the ways that the newtown community has has taken a step toward healing is, is through sports whether it's uh sports teams visiting town or just the step towards normalcy that a, that a high school basketball game within a few days of the the Newtown shootings, the, the normalcy that provided. It was the first step back. And Newtown was, had won the Class L girls basketball title the year before, and that was the first sporting event after the Sandy Hook shootings, a girls basketball game. And yeah. that was a way that the community could come together and say, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna start to be Newtown again slowly through through high school sports. It's just a stage and an opportunity. Um, that it provides to bond a community like few other things. I mean, there's, this, this is not to minimize what uh, a theater arts program or a music program does for a high school, but a, a town with a strong athletics program can mean so much to the town's identity and um, to the kids' well-being, and uh, we celebrate that you know, with our coverage. Yeah, absolutely, and it's certainly something that we appreciate here at the CIAC, and uh, and uh, hope that we'll, we'll uh, continue. Know it will continue to uh, to have you telling all those great stories. So, uh, once again, mentioned the uh, the documentary is called House Family, and uh, you said that folks can check that out on YouTube if they search House Family. Um, sit, check out the trailers and one of the scenes, and uh, look for it on uh, on Channel Three coming up in the fall, along with uh, I'm sure lots of other great. Uh, great pieces that will be highlighting the the back to school um you know issues as uh, as those teams start to uh, report we're just uh, starting to 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 narrow in on that surprisingly the the summer rolls along very very mm-hmm. quickly so uh um appreciate that very much and hope folks will check that out and John we uh we thank you very much for being with us and uh appreciate all the work you're doing telling all the uh, all these great high school sports stories Joel thanks so much for the opportunity to talk with you
We appreciate it. Great to have the opportunity to chat with John Holt, WFSB. I think I said WSFB before, so hopefully. Apologize for getting the the uh, call numbers, the call letters there wrong. WFSB Channel 3, one of many folks across the state who does a great job dedicating time to covering high school sports. We really appreciate him taking some uh, some time to have a nice lengthy chat with us and uh, get his insights on some of the things going on and to talk about his uh the House Family documentary, which we hope folks will check out, and we'll certainly try to do our part to keep everyone apprised of when that is going to air a little bit later in the summer. So that's going to do it for this edition of the CIAC cast. Hope everyone continues to check out CIACsports.com where we will be updating things throughout the summer, as I mentioned, and check out the best of the CIAC Network competition that we're uh, featuring this summer. As I said, I've had two entries thus far. Encourage folks to get interactive with us. Talk to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. Talk to us on Twitter, at CIAC Sports, to let us know how things are going, how we're doing. And you can email the CIAC cast, which is just CIACcast at CASCIAC.org. So let us know there as well if there's people you'd like to hear us talk to during the summer months. As we mentioned, a little bit less regular posting schedule during the summer. Hopefully we'll have one for you at least every other week, if not every week. But if there are folks you think would be interesting guests for the CIAC cast, be sure to let us know. Once again, be sure to check out CIACsports.com. And thank you very much for being with us. We will be be back again real soon with another edition of the CIAC cast. Bye.